Here's Buddy Franklin knocked away by Morris. Couldn't mark it. Naismith, Kennedy, handball out to Buddy. Buddy tackled by Morris. Oh! Dropping the ball. Boyd took the advantage and played on from inside the centre square. Boyd's kicked the goal. Boyd's oh! kicked the goal from inside the centre. Yes, hello everyone and welcome back to the SC Playbook podcast for 2023, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. My name is Eddie Dads. I'm going to be running you through all things Supercoach related again this season, Um, but I couldn't do it without two of the biggest names in the Supercoach business. Joining me on the other line, we've got Dylan Bolch, writer at the Herald Sun, all-round Supercoach legend and great bloke. Dylan, thank you for coming back on board with us this season. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks for having me back. It should uh, should be a good year. Going well. What about yourself? How are you? I am fantastic. And it, uh, I tell you what, it felt good to, to get off the Supercoach team picker and actually get into the actual Supercoach site earlier this week, start making some changes, playing around. Um, it's uh, I've already made about 50 alterations to my team, but it's starting to feel good. Um, I'm hoping to try and try and sort of limit myself to a couple of hours a week uh, <laughs> at worst. Um, we'll see how that goes. And Lastly, joining us as well is Stevie Nico, coach of Lovsky FC, overall runner-up in 2021. Nico, it's an absolute pleasure to have you back on the show. How are you tracking at the moment? Eddie, not too bad, mate. Um, crook again, though, as you could probably tell <laughs> from my voice. Um, moral of the story is don't have children in childcare because you will get everything. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, doing really well. Looking forward to uh, another season. I'm glad you didn't uh, introduce me with my 2022 rank there, Eddie. I appreciate that. <laughs> I was very tempted to go with that, but uh, I thought I'd leave well enough alone. Um, what have you guys been up to over the break? Have you are you Supercoach BBL operators, Dylan? I know you're a bit of a, a BBL fiend. Is that how you, you sort of you wet your Supercoach appetite with that? Yeah, yeah, I did um, get my teeth stuck into the the Big Bash version of it, but um, certainly a little bit more frustrating. That's for sure. You can pick, you know, the best batsman in the game, and I can score zero if I get out for a first ball duck. So it's a um, a little bit more. Up and down, I guess. The scoring's a bit more volatile. Um, yeah, good to be back into the, the AFL version, that's for sure. Love it. Nico, what about you? I know you're a fantasy Premier League fiend as well as a, an AFL super coach operator. So how's that been going? Where are you sitting at the moment? Nah, pretty ordinary in that one too. I've, yeah, sort of, um, I don't know. I've got to the point of that where it's kind of like the taking it serious kind of, you know, isn't really there anymore. So I'm kind of like taking hits for fun and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, the rank's probably dropping pretty, pretty quickly there. Uh, but yeah, I try form, and stay. Yeah. I'm going to play you into form, give you a, sort of, give you a few half volleys, get you back in the mix. Uh, I know. I, I try and stay away from like the BBL and all that kind of stuff just to sort of give myself a, a little break from it all and, and a bit of a mental refresh um, in the off season. Yeah, love it. Well, I'm coming last in my two um, fantasy NBA leagues, so you'll be pleased to know that I'm very much out of form um, after one of the more out there super coach years I've had. So <laughs> I'm back back where I belong, right down the bottom of the ladder. Um, we've, it, I'm excited that you guys are back in back on board this season because uh, we have a massive massive set of uh, contributors and, and plans in store for the SC Playbook community this year. We're going to be bigger and better. We've got daily articles on site at scplaybook.com.au starting this week, I believe. Um, we're going to have this weekly podcast, of course. Um, we've got some people on board with uh, with our socials as well. You're going to see a lot more social stuff popping up, popping off this year. And as well, if you're interested in the NRL Supercoach side of things, um, Timmy Williams is the absolute goat at NRL Supercoach, and he's killing it over on that side of the site too. So just want to give the site a plug because it's looking spectacular at the moment. Um, we've had some success with the BBL, and yeah, it'd be great if everyone uh, could get on board that as well. Um, 
I want to start this podcast and this season, lads, with just a, a little look back. We've had you know four or five months to think about what happened last year, um, and I sort of wanted to ask you. I'll throw to you first, Dylan. What's something from last season that that really stuck out stood out to you that you think you can you can transfer over to this season? We always speak about in Supercoach learning your lessons from your mistakes, and you know it's not a bad thing to make a mistake. You just got to learn from it. And yeah, what have you? What did you learn from 2022's Supercoach season? I think for me the biggest change was the the trade boost. So I held on to those too long, um, too long last year. I sort of kept them thinking that oh, you know everyone will burn through trades and I'll have these at the back end to go bang bang bang, but. You know, by the time I was sort of using some of my last ones, like the damage had already been done rankings-wise. So I was so far behind the pack anyway that, you know, to be able to make up any real ground, it was it didn't really make all that much difference. So I think this season I'll try and be a little bit more aggressive early on um, and hopefully, you know, get out in front early days. Yeah, I think that's that's a key thing for me as well. I, I've been listening to a lot and reading a lot of uh, Marrera, Marrera's magic. Um, Selby, the uh, the man who's come, I think he came eleventh overall in Supercoach last year. He's won AFL fantasy twice. One of his big takeaways from his first season of playing Supercoach was that he really went hard early, used all his trade boosts right off the bat, um, went as hard as he possibly could to get that completed team. And I think that's that's something I'm going to be looking at doing this year. Um, one thing we did find out earlier this week. Um, was that we are going to get the trade boosts back again this year. Um, you're now going to have five trade boosts this season. So as with last year, you can at any, at any round, you can activate a trade boost and get an extra trade. Um, so during the buys, that gives you four trades if you want to use them and, and, and three trades in the normal rounds. There's also going to be an extra round in this um, 2023 season. So each club is now playing 23 home and away games over 24 rounds. So that's one more buy that we're going to have to deal with, Nico. Um, what did you make of, of these of these new changes? These, I guess, these the carryover of the boost from last year, and yeah, what's what's a, what a couple of learnings that you took out of the twenty twenty two season? Yeah, so another important thing to note is we've got an extra trade this year as well uh, on top of last year to, I guess, um, help with that extra round of the season. Um, look, the game definitely changed last year, um, so the boosts and, and all the other changes in the game um, definitely made a difference, and uh, I didn't approach it um, the right way uh, in in the end. So same as, um, same as Dylan there really should have used my boost early. Um, got my team set up, um, and, and yeah, try and just be aggressive. Like I was the season before. So I sort of went the guns and rookies approach, tried to play it safe. Didn't have any of the mid prices that popped off like wits and Crips and Hewitt. Uh, and because of this approach, I didn't really have the flexibility to bring these guys in either, um, easily. So probably too conservative, um, especially with my trading and saving those boosts and trying to, I guess, go hard at the buy rounds um, with my trade boost. But everyone was off and running, uh, as Dylan said, by then, and they'd have actually already completed their teams by, by the buy rounds um, for, for a lot of good coaches. So definitely a lot of learnings from last year and um, definitely back to an aggressive approach for me this season. Yeah, I think that's yeah that, that's the main takeaway for me is being aggressive. I think that, that'll really help. The other one that I was, um, yeah, I guess a, a recent convert to last season was just the concept of, of putting a little bit of thought into into buy planning. And I know that that's, that's quite simple and all the good super coaches are doing it. But I think if you're one of those, if you're someone who's just starting out in the super coach world or, you know, you're trying to make your way from the top 10,000 to the top 5,000 sort of situation, I, I do really think having your own buy plan works. And I don't, I also don't think it's that necessary to, you know, 
find one off the internet and use that or use the Supercoach one on the website. I, I do kind of think you need to build one yourself that makes sense to you because um, that's the only way it'll sort of make sense. Dylan, are you a, are you a buyer planner and, and are you going to put any more time or effort into that this season? Um, I'm a pretty loose buyer planner. I think uh, I know a lot of people will sit over and look at it for weeks on end and, and look at heaps of different combinations. But so long as I'm not too stacked um, in one line with, with guys that are out the same week, I, I generally pretty comfortable with that. Um, I, th- I guess I think about it more often trading before the buys. Um, you know, if there's a guy that has a buy in round 12, I might hold off on him until he's had his buy and then look to target him um, post that buy. So I'm pro- I probably don't look into it as much as I, as I should, I think. Um, I can be a little bit relaxed in that sense. Nico, you've got to be, uh, you, you're, you're a numbers guru. You've got to have the, the spreadsheet sorted out, right? I wouldn't say a guru, but yeah, look, I, I go old school and, and get the pen and paper out, to be honest, mm. and um, and write just things out just so I can see things clearly. And, and as you said, just, you know, make it unique to me and something that I understand and, and have a plan of what I'm doing. Um, definitely, I definitely do plan for it. It definitely comes in handy when there's a 50-50 call and that might just be, you know, a better buy might be the reason that you, you lean to the other player instead of the other. So, yeah, it definitely comes in handy. As Dylan said, make sure you're not too stacked in one particular round. We do have, as you mentioned, um, the extra buy round to, to go, but that also is best 18. So that round, and there's only two teams having a buy. So maybe you, you target a few more of, of those premiums. I think it's Geelong and um, Gold Coast from memory. Yeah. Have, have that one one buy. So yeah, maybe that's a, a thing. And if you're leaning between sort of a, an Oliver or a Took, maybe you go Took just because of that buy. But yeah, something to talk about a, bit, a little bit later perhaps. Nico, you did mention previously that you, you felt you went a little too hard on the guns and rooks approach. Does that mean you're going to make a point this year of trying to be of trying to at least have a look at a few of the mid-prices that are around? Or we will discuss them in specifics um, in this pod and later pods, but is that generally that your strategy this season? Yeah, I think they're, um, I think they're the flavor of the month, to be honest. I, th- I think mm. there's a lot of options, and I think there's a lot of options in every line. And I think it's going to be a, a very common strategy for, for people to take multiple yeah, ones um, into the into their starting squad this season. Yeah, Dylan, what do you, have you have you had a chance to take any look at, at sort of team structures around the place? Um, is is guns and rooks you going to be your go to again this season, or are you tempted by the, some of the mid prices out there? Uh, my default's always been guns and rooks. I don't think I've ever really had a season where I've, I've overloaded on on mid prices. Um, I think it works to an extent, but you know, I was sort of thinking just before this, a lot of the teams that you know go on to do really well and are successful do take a punt on one or two or three guys, however many it may be, that then sort of has them a couple of weeks in front of the pack. Um, I'm sure Nico would be better placed to talk about that than, than I am. Um, but I think you've got to sort of take a risk to really be um, pushing that top echelon. So, yeah, I might have to revisit my strategy a little bit this year and not be so um, so rigid in the guns and rookies approach. Having said that, though, I think at this time of year, like when you get all the DPP staffs and you read the training reports about how James Warple's burning up the track and... You know, Yo's fit as he's ever been. I think there is sometimes a little bit of, uh, you know, how can I describe it? People just they read a few things and they they gravitate towards that when perhaps it it's uh, as Nico mentioned a little bit flavour of the month. There's a bit of mayo on the article. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, probably something that got Eddie up uh, the rankings pretty early last year. Is having someone like Wits starting. Someone that like was that who, big one. yeah, ended up being top of his line. So if you can snag that, yeah, yeah, you're um, you're definitely ahead of the pack. 
Uh, now, guys, you've been listening to me talk talk about Pat and George, talk about home loans a lot over the last 12 months on the show. And most people, I think myself included, are probably thinking they're a long way off being in that position and that the thought of mortgage home loans are irrelevant to them. But the thing is, Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW, you can get your loan for pretty much anything. It doesn't have to be a house. So if you're looking to come and join me in Adelaide for Gather Round this year, or you may be sick of driving around in your old 95 Toyota Camry, like I know my brother Charlie is, Pat and George can help make your dream a reality. And the best part is no more sacrificing your Avon toast for two-minute noodles to make it happen because the usual $129 fee is waived when you mention SC Playbook. These loans are quick and easy with the money dropping in your pocket within days. So after a few years of COVID causing us grief, treat yourself in 2023 and shoot Pat and George a message on their Instagram handle at Pat and George Mortgage Choice to get it sorted. You can also jump into any of the articles on our website for their email, phone contact, or QR code if that's easier. Thanks again to Pat and, Cho- Pat and George from Mortgage Choice for helping us out. Now, boys, I've given this a pretty broad sort of brush for this topic here. Um, I don't want to get too into specifics because we're going to have plenty of time for that later in the preseason. Um, but I did want to ask you, both of you, um, Miko, you've mentioned that you've been reading a few articles around the traps. You've been seeing sort of the Twitter stuff pop around. We've got our good friend Klopp, who's always across all the practice game stuff and the preseason stuff. And I just wanted to ask you, Nico, what, what are some of the major super coach storylines that you're going to be keeping an eye on over this preseason? Yeah, so it's just making sure that I'm on top of the news. So obviously with that is, is track and injury watch this time of year. So for instance, Peter Wright went down today, Eddie, as I'm sure mm. you know, in training. So does that open the door for a rookie? Um, so just keeping um, you know your, your eyes open for that kind of opportunity that might present itself. Um, and as we mentioned earlier uh, with Dylan, just try and read between the lines uh, a little bit and don't get caught up too much in, in the hype. So I kind of agree with Warple there. I reckon he's a, a, a proper trap candidate, um, <laughs> but I can see why people attempt it as well. Um, and other things to look at is, is sort of like off-field distractions as well, like um, Taron Thomas, how is that going to affect his performance, you know, those police charges that he's gotten, Um yeah, I mean, just, just keeping your ear out and, and keeping your eyes open and just making sure you're on top of things. Yeah, I guess uh, the, how I'd frame that, Nico, is, is sort of looking at a piece of news and, and trying to think what results out of this rather than just sort of looking at, oh, Peter Wright's, Peter Wright's got an, an ankle injury or whatever it is, sort of thinking, okay, Peter Wright's gone down. What opportunities does this open up for other people? And and that sort of thing. I think, I think that's a key for the for the super coach lovers out there is sort of putting the dots, connecting the dots a little bit and trying to find the little angles that you can find. Yeah, and obviously role changes are a massive one in super coach as well. So yeah, making sure you're on top of them too. Dylan, what about you? What's what, what's caught your eye so far this preseason and what are you going to be keeping an even closer eye on over the next couple of weeks as we build into these practice games? Yeah, I think Nico hit, hit the nail on the head pretty well there. Um, I th- guess the only thing I could add to that is having to look at the, the rookies that sort of put their hand up. Um, you know, it's all well and good to pick the pick the guys that went in the top 10 in the drafts. But, um, you know, for some of them, they might not be uh, round one round one players. They might be, you know, round three. They might be round eight. They might be 2024 guys. Um, so looking at, at how they're sort of tracking over preseason, um, especially when you, you get some practice games um, up and running as well. I know this is really hard to answer early doors, but Nico, is there anyone that you've, that you've drafted your side and you're just looking at them in your team right now and you're thinking – it's going to be pretty impossible for me to dislodge this guy out of my team. Is there anyone anyone that, that like that for you? Probably Marcus Bontempelli, to be honest. Wow. I, I think um, I think with um, with Dunkley out, uh, he's not going to be chopping and changing forward. I reckon he's going to be permanently mid. 
Um, and I think we're going to see the best of him this year, hopefully over his little shoulder niggles and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm pretty keen on him for um, for Charlie too, to be honest. So I reckon he's going to have a monster year. So, yeah, he's probably the one that, that hasn't really left my side. Love it. Dylan, anyone for you? Uh, Josh Dunkley for me, um, I think. <laughs> yeah, similar. similar yeah. for me too. Um, I, I can't really see a reason why you wouldn't pick him in the forward line. Um, I think he's clearly the best option out of the forwards. Um, he'll be a, a top three guy. Um, I know he's you know close to 600 grand, but yeah, just pick him. He's a, he's a gun um, and don't worry about it. He's not Nick moving Bates. to the Sunshine State to play off half forward, is he? Yeah, that's, no, yeah, that's right. right. Nico, you're going to absolutely hate this, but one guy that's sitting in my team that hasn't left so far is Stephen Cornelio. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, look, five fifty, five fifty-seven k. I, I tell you what, the, the forward line premium options are again not great this season. So I think we might have to get a little creative with that line. I've seen people flirting with Thomas, Ro- uh, with Connor Rosie, a couple of the other guys. I think it's pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, what, yeah. Who, who are you rolling yeah. with in there at the moment? Uh well, I, I've actually I did have four. I did have Cogs in there, but I've I've taken him out. Um, for the moment. So I've got Dunkley, Rosie, Taranto as the locks, but I've got Cameron in my ruck line who's going to end up in my forwards as well. So yeah, I'm pretty much just waiting to see what happens with those rucks. Um, and as soon as I identify the person I want, Cameron's going to be moving forward. So there's four out of the six spots already taken up. And then you've got DPP to, to think about um, changes after round six and 12. So Yeah. Dylan, right off the bat, which which line are you finding is causing you the most issues? Who are you who are you sort of trying to to figure, fiddle around to get the right combination? Um, it's sort of. I feel like I've I've probably got you know anywhere from one to three guys in each line who I'm I'm pretty confident with in terms of premiums, and it's just whether like how I, how I go with my structure, whether I use you know a mid pricer at d4 or if i keep that as a as a rookie and, and get a, a better d3 um so at the moment i've got i guess to put this into into perspective i've got elliot yo d4 and i've got nat five f4 i'm not sold on either of them particularly five five's just there at the moment because um you know when i threw this together he was um, a name that jumped out but you know, yeah, all get of a sudden, rid of him, mate. Yeah, he, he'll play forward. Well, that's the thing. He's going to play forward the whole time. And, you know, what's the, what is the average? 80 maybe. Um, but, you know, all of a sudden if I take five down to a rookie, then I've got, you know, as it is, I've got 200K sitting in the in the kitty. So, you know, all of a sudden I might be going. Uh, so I've got Dacos at, at D3 at the moment. That might become Sicily top thing. So, yeah, still playing around at the moment. Um, Defence is probably... I've got I've got Stuart and um, Stuart and Jordan Dawson locked in. Um, I've yep. got Dacos there at the moment, but I'm not not really sold on him. So that's probably that's probably the, the line I'm finding the trickiest at the moment. Yeah, I feel like with the defence, the, the the strategy that people are going to have to make up their minds with is: Are you going to pay up for sort of the three Uber primos, like you know the Stuarts, the Sinclairs, the Doherty's, or the Dawsons? Are you going to take a pun on like a, a Redmond? a Rioli, uh, a Dacos, you know, they're about 100K cheaper? Um, or are you going to go with, the, yeah, the Elliot Yo's um, or even trust, even trusting like a Connor McKenna at, at D4, which I actually have been considering myself. I, I think Connor McKenna is an absolute lock if he plays. Uh, I mean, um, I think people are forgetting how close he sort of was to being, you know, an All-Australian. He was he was in the mix for an All-Australian nod at one point. He's, he's a fantastic player. So if he gets a gig at Brisbane, I think he would be a very handy D4 to have. Um, the other thing that I asked you boys to to come prepared with today is is I just want to 
I want to have my eyes on people through the preseason. I really like sort of having, you know, rather than just watching a preseason game and, you know, taking it broadly and thinking, oh, this is Essendon playing Port. I think the best way to do it from a Supercoach perspective is to to have your targets and really track how those players are performing and what their roles are and how they look on the ground. So I've asked you guys to sort of come with one player from each line on the field that you're going to be keeping an eye on over the next six weeks. Um, for me, my first my first one that I, I think it's a pretty obvious one is Elliot Yo. Um, in at, at, in defence, I think he's one. He's at three thirty seven k, I believe. Um, and yeah, I think we, I think that we don't really need to go into what he is as a primo if he is fit and healthy because he's been fantastic. He averaged um, yeah one hundred and two, one hundred and seven, one hundred and eight in between twenty seven and 20, 2017 and twenty nineteen. Only missed two games in those three seasons, which is crucial because I think there's this perception that he's really injury prone. Whereas I think that sort of come later in his career, he was actually really durable to start with. Um, so I'm just fascinated to not even see what his role is because I'm not worried about his role. I just want to see how he looks because he looked terrible last year. He looked hampered. Um, and if he looks better than that, I'm all in on Elliot Yo as a, a D4, even a D3 at this point. Dylan, defense, who you got Who you got in the gun? Uh, probably Nick Dacos. That, you know, it's Collingwood's, you know, that's, that's their special toy. Um, is he going to just be a seagull <laughs> off halfback again or is he going to, you know, get that, that midfield time that I guess he's been touted for? Um, you know, in many ways, I think if he goes into the midfield, it might hurt his scoring a little bit. Um, he was he was often the facilitator for them um, last year. So, yeah, just seeing how that sort of looks, um, what his split looks like, how how I guess they use him, um, that's a, a bit of a watch for me over the preseason. Nice. Nico, you're a Collingwood man. What do you, what do you expect out of Nick Dacos this season? Oh, look, I expect him to improve. So I think he's, um, I think he's pretty much locked in uh, for me. Um, yep. little, a few, you know, bits and bobs in the midfield, I think probably should help his scoring. He's not going to be doing any inside mid kind of stuff with, you know, with his body, but probably more on the outside and, and using his skills to hit up, you know, targets in the forward 50, hopefully. So yeah, look, look, I think he's been burning up the track, um, but he's actually been winning the 2k time trials and stuff like that. So he's, he's come back in tremendous order. Um, so I'm pretty excited about his development. Um, if, if he can take you know, a couple more steps forward. That, that's going to be exciting for, for us Collingwood fans. Um, and the other the other things that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking at as well um, is like how the coaches are going to sort of change things like Brad Scott, Ross Lyon, Alistair yeah. Clarkson, like how they're going to utilize their players and uh, a certain player is going to benefit from the game style that, that they're bringing in or, um, you know, are they going to use taggers? Are they going to be a high scoring super coach team? There's, there's so much to analyze, but unfortunately, we've only got one proper practice match to do that with this season. So it's um, a bit of an annoyance there. But um, in defense, I'm probably I'm probably keeping a close eye on, on the midfield sort of. Sorry, sorry, the mid prices. So like your yeah. Nick, Nick Cofield sort of sort of types. Mm. Um, um, you know, so yeah, I mean, seeing if there's any guys like Aaron Francis or, or Josh Bruce that you can pick as a forward who are playing defence kind of thing as well. So that's the kind of things that I'm looking out for. The old Mitch McGovern theory, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Not again. There has, I mean, I did see some of that um, some of that Aaron Francis buzz. Uh, you know, he's playing the intercept role and, yeah, I, I, it's, I don't buy it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that he's... His, uh, oh, gee, I don't want to go too hard on him, but whether his professionalism is quite up to the uh, the Sydney standard, so we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, in terms of midfield, I'm going to cheat here a little bit and, and go with Tim Taranto as my my midfield option, who I'm looking at. Um, yeah, he's 
we, I think it was very well publicised, his super coach struggles last year. And I don't think he was alone in that at GWS. It was a pretty horrible situation for to be a sort of midfielder like Tim Taranto. Um, yeah, he, he had uh, averaged 102 in 2019. Um, just an, a, a, I would have thought an A-grade midfielder, so I couldn't really understand why GWS kept insisting on playing him forward. Um, I dare say he's going to get a lot more midfield time at Richmond. He's priced at 503k, which is yeah way unders what he what his what his best is. So I'm going to be keeping a really really close eye on him because, um, like you said, Nico, if he can come through, he's he's an absolute lock as a forward primo. Um, Dylan, what are you? Who are you keeping an eye on in the midfield? Um, I think what I'll look at um, is probably the Bulldogs' structure um, with Dunkley going out. I know he, he didn't get a lot of CBAs, but there's certainly some there that I think he averaged 45, if I'm not wrong, um, this time last year, which is, isn't a huge number, but it's certainly some. Um, you know, do those go to Bontepelli? Do they go to Jack McRae? Caleb Daniels has been one that's been rumoured to go into the midfield. Um, do you just get the natural development in, the, in a guy like Riley West or... Or Cody Wayman, I'm not sure. So that's, I guess, what um, I'll be looking at most closely in that line. Yeah, love it. Um, yeah, Nico, you're obviously big on the Bontempelli idea, so you're a believer yep. that he's gonna he's gonna be permanently in the guts this season. You don't you don't sort of rate his his forward craft. I mean, he, they clearly do they clearly do think he's a decent enough forward to play him up there. So you don't think they'll keep making room for him? I think they'll rest him there, and he'll he'll snag a couple. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, you know, he's good on the lead. He's got good hands. So, look, I just definitely – I think that midfield time is going to get a boost. So, that, that's yeah. kind of why I'm all in. But there's other mids that, that I'm looking at as well. So, um, Hawthorne, how are they going to set up? Um, obviously, they've had a few departures from their midfield group. Um, and GWS um, is in the same boat. So, definitely big watches on, on how they set up as well. Um, and then seeing if guys like Will Ashcroft are actually going to be, um, you know, must-haves or, or the real deal early. Um, so yeah, um, maybe Sam Doherty mid minutes, like how, how that's going to sort of pan out, if that's going to be a real thing or not. Yeah. That's what I, I'm looking I at. I kind of, I kind of prefer Doherty to not be playing midfield if I'm going to yeah, pick I agree. option. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want him pushing up in the midfield. I want him getting those seagull kicks, those cheap you – know, we, we always talk about the sort of plus sixes out of defense if you're an AFL fantasy player. And, yeah, that's what we sort of want out of Doherty, I feel. Is, is there anyone from Hawthorne, Nico, that, that you're tied on? I know we mentioned James Warple previously. I'm, I'm not a Warple guy at all. Yeah. Um, is there anyone else there that, that you like the look of? Not really. And that's kind of why I'm interested, like, to see what <laughs> like is – like. Yeah, I mean, are they going to be like just really bad and, and finish, you know, at the foot of the table or are guys like Connor McDonald or something going to, you know, um, take a really big step up? Like, mm. I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see what happens. Will be really bad, Nico. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, although, Cam McKenzie, he was a, um, a Sandy Dragons boy that I watched closely last year. Hopefully he gets a run at it. Um, early doors, and he could be, I guess, one that's a little bit enticing as a rookie. Tanking from Wembenyama. Oh, well, yeah. sorry, I got my got my sports <laughs> mixed up there. Although, um, so having said that, Harley Reid is a gun. So, okay, maybe there is some. Merit there. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, in terms of the ruck line, I think I don't think we need to spend too much time on this. I think we're all oh, very we interested a, in. We spent enough time <laughs> on that last year. We did. We did. I think we've, I think we're all very interested in Darcy Cameron for one, how that Collingwood setup is going to look without Grundy, and I think Rowan Marshall is the other one that I think everyone's very interested in. Um, would be great to have you know Marshall and and uh, Grundy there to go. Uh, sorry, Marshall and Cameron there is a big one-two punch. Nick, I'm missing missing oh. anyone there. Is anyone else that you're even slightly 
slightly sniffing around in the rucks. Grundy, Gorn. Maybe Grundy. Yeah, very interested to see how that sort of split is. I think Gorn will definitely play more forward than than what Grundy will because Grundy can't mark. So, yeah, I I think um, I'm very interested in in seeing how that sort of pans out as well. I think Gorn could be a little selfless there and sit up forward quite a bit. Yeah, don't mind that idea at all. I think he's out of the two, he's the more threatening forward. So that would make sense. Um, Forward line-wise... I mentioned Cornelio. He's the one uh, I have yeah, massive man crush on him after last year and what he did to you, Nico. That was um, exhilarating to watch in many in every respect. Um, he's one. I, I think we just don't know how that GWS setup's going to look. I mean, Cogs is an inside midfielder. He's got to play inside mid, but is he going to get as much of that cheap ball as he did towards the back half of last year? And the other one is Toby McLean, um, who's getting a lot of buzz. Um, I yeah. Again, not not sure how that's going to look. It's more of a case of how does he actually look post injury than than whether or not he's getting a role in the side because I think he is good enough to play in the Bulldogs team. Um, we'll see how that goes. Dylan, um, yeah, who who are you looking at in the forward line? Um, I guess separate to the guys you mentioned, Ben King is one that I think he he could be worth a look. Um, it probably largely depends on his run of fixtures, early doors. Um, I haven't I haven't had a chance to look through that with a fine tooth comb just yet, but. I mean, if he gets, you know, Hawthorne, North Melbourne and West Coast in the first eight weeks of the season, then he could be a, a decent rookie shout. Um, yeah, I guess the, the likes of, you know, Matthias Filippo, Josh Sin, like these guys, are they going to be there round one or not? Um, that's probably, I guess, the storyline for the forward line for me so far. Yeah. Um, any interest in the likes of a Harry Himmelberg? No. Um, Nico, he's actually, he's actually priced pretty well. He's below 500k. No, he's shaking his nah. head very, very dourly at me with that one. <laughs> um, there's some bloke that Conrad something or some, yeah, who apparently HH is going to play forward if this guy's playing and it looks like he's going to play. So. Aaron Cadman. Oh, Cadman. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Conrad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Conrad. Yeah, thereabouts. Um, Taron Thomas is probably the, the only one I'm watching at the moment who's um, who's not in my side uh, in the forwards and probably Sam Flanders as well if he's rumoured to get those mid-minutes and, and see how he looks. Um, he's at a pretty kind price as well. Um, that might just about do us for today's podcast, boys. Um, I want to keep these preseason ones relatively brief because I know people are still playing the BBL Supercoach and they've got a lot of things else on their plate. So, Thank you for coming in today. I do want to highlight the fact that um, our SC Playbook subscription packages are on sale now. Um, It's $50 for the full subscription package. That gets you access to all of our NRL, AFL, BBL content for 12 months. If you want to go the AFL alone, that's $30. You get extra premium articles every week from the likes of you, Nico, and you, Dylan. Um, Access to our WhatsApp group where we're going to have weekly Q&As with our contributors um, and the rest of the SC Playbook community and access to our major unlimited group prize on the Supercoach website. Um, Timmy Williams is going to announce that at some point in this preseason. Um, and if you're not interested in that, don't worry one little bit. You're going to get this podcast for free every week. You're going to get lots more preseason articles rolling out at scplaybook.com.au as well. Um, Dylan, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Nico, thank you for coming on today. Really appreciate it. I hope you're feeling better this time next week. Thanks, mate. Always happy to chat. Uh, Supercoach, love it. Love it, boys. Thank you.